Hello, I'm Kenza, and this is the Finding Space podcast. Welcome back to the Finding Space podcast. This week, I talked to British road and cyclocross rider Abby Mae Parkinson. We met up in Yorkshire, where we sat down to talk about the struggles she had in the early part of her career moving abroad as a young rider. Enjoy. I think my whole way through sports, so probably when I was started at nine, like that's what I wanted to do, like forever like I wanted to be a professional swimmer like I wanted to do everything full-time I wanted to be the best (laughs) at that and like it was never really a hobby it was like oh yeah I want to do the sport and then I go to school on the side. (laughs) Did you put pressure on yourself then because you or was it just something that drove you? Um I've always put pressure on myself I've always been I've always had really big nerves um I've always struggled with nerves I can remember when I was swimming so I must have been yeah nine years old and like feeling sick like physically sick before a big event because I was so nervous um I've always been really nervous and yeah I guess it is pressure but I always just want to do well is that something you would openly say I feel really nervous and would you talk about it in a sort of constructive way or was it just sort of yeah I mean I remember when I was really little so I must have been like six six seven and I used to go to Tiger Shark so that's like the literally the first swimming club you can join is is Tiger Sharks the local club and I used to get something called Tiger Shark tummy ache before (laughs) Tiger Shark training (laughs) And it was only like literally like once a week and I'd get tummy ache because I'd be nervous to go training. Like even now I get nervous before I do a big effort. Like if I have like a big block of efforts, I really want to do well in the efforts just to like please me, like so that my coach is happy and everything like that. I'll I'll get nervous <laughs> even that. Um, But yeah, I think my mum and dad, well, they definitely know I get nervous and I think... I can deal with it more now and having teammates that I can talk to it and it's just sort of you're not on your own whereas I feel like in swimming I was a little bit more on my own getting nervous. <laughs> you were saying that you still have those nerves yeah and you touched on that you speak to people do you have like a routine I don't mean like a Mark Wahlberg routine or anything (laughs) like you're up at four in the morning but do you have a way of coping with it or is it still something you're trying to manage I think I like to chat a lot of nonsense (laughs) who knows I think that's just naturally I just won't stop talking and then I sort of like stop and everyone's like really silent around me and I'm like oh god I've just been chatting a load of nonsense for ages now but that's just a sign of me being nervous um but yeah I don't really think I have any strategies to be honest would you find racing is sort of your calmest state in a cyclocross race it's a weird sort of feeling really because it is so intense you're not thinking about anything else you're thinking about like right now in this moment like thinking about the line that you're about to take through this muddy bog and you're not thinking about anything else and I think it is different to a lot of other sports because when you're running 
you're just running and your mind can wander. You don't have to be concentrating straight away. And in the middle of a road race, you know, if it's not kicking off, you can be thinking about whatever, like in the middle of the peloton, if you're just cruising along, like it's not so intense and so short and compact into that 50 minutes of, of racing. And is that something you enjoy? Cause it's obviously quite different to your road racing. Is that, yeah. is that, do you enjoy even the nerves before it or do you dread it? It's hard to say. I think if I wasn't racing, if I was just at the race and I wasn't competing, I wouldn't like it. So I guess I enjoy it because to be there and not be racing, I wouldn't enjoy. Like when I watch it on the TV, um, I kind of think, oh, how would I do there? Like, where would I be? Like, oh, I kind of wish I was there. So yeah, I, I guess I do enjoy the nerves and afterwards I just feel so good that I've done it and like ticked it off and it's like, yeah, that was, that was good. And what's it been like being part of the new Trinity team that launched or relaunched this year? Has that been an interesting experience sort of going back into cyclocross sort of on a more serious level yeah have, have you enjoyed that yeah I it's been epic I was really nervous to sort of get back into it having like five years off not doing any of those skills or anything like that is a lot of time away from something that is so skills based Um, so I was a bit nervous to start off with but the team and the management is just so so good I really like Tom and Cam are just really nice guys at the first race we did um they rode around with me on the warm-up and were sort of like telling me the lines and this is what you have to do here and this is what you have to do there I think that like really calmed me down just like because obviously Tom's one of the best in the world now and Cam is so helpful and wanting to help and he's so good at skills that between them I was like right this is the best advice that I can get like I'm going to be fine like if I ride these lines and if they say yeah you can get off and run around this part it's fine like it's not going to be much slower at all then I feel fine you know if someone tells me yeah yeah yeah, you can do that then I'm like okay I can do that but like if they if they weren't there then I'd definitely be doubting myself a lot more I ask them a lot of questions all the time and they're so this this just so good like when they come back from riding around I'm like how much pressure did you have in your tires like how often should I be changing my bike like what did you do for this bit like how many off like off canvas sections did you run um and they're so good like with all the information that they give me and reassuring is that something that is quite useful sort of having someone just to constantly chat to do you do that with other teammates and is that a really good way for you to de-stress yeah I mean even like every day off like away from competitions I'll speak to my coach Um, I really got on with her it's Danny Rose she's just like you know being there and having done it speaking to her about races and her about efforts that I've done and training that I've done you know just having that constant reassurance and just yeah I I really respect her and so when she tells me that something's okay or that I've done something well like I really am happy about it and yeah and I really take her advice and I think that having someone or like a group of people like that is just yeah 
r- really helpful for me anyway, certainly. Danny's not with you throughout the season. Is that just a phone call, text yeah, messages? phone call, WhatsApp. Like, we, I'd say we speak to each other on WhatsApp almost every day. And is that always technical-based stuff and performance-based stuff? Or because obviously she's been there and experienced everything. Do you ever just say like, I'm really nervous before this race or how do I deal with a mental side of it? Do you ever talk to her about that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely, definitely. She's literally there for anything and I can talk to her about any issue that I'd have. She's so wanting to help. Like she always wants to help me. So yeah, anything anything around that, she would definitely, like even nutrition, like how much to eat, like on a race, you know, any little question that I have. Um, even the race courses, you know, like she'll have done them. If it's something that she's done and I haven't done, and she can be like, yeah, you know, you really have to be there for this point and be focused around here. Jesus. And is that, that's obviously something that incredibly beneficial do you share that with teammates and stuff then or is it uh, how does it the nice to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. My, because but it, it does seem to be quite obviously you're working as a team so you're helping yeah. each other out but are there ever situations where you hold stuff back no not not with drops the girls like we're literally like a family like they're all my best friends and it's not at all like that on the team that I'm on like yeah for sure it's just you know we are working as a team and if I was holding something back then yeah I I just can't imagine doing that is that something (laughs) that probably doesn't really happen or do you I I think on other teams it does yeah um for sure like I think it drops it's it's something special how close we all all are and we all get on so so well that yeah there's not many teams where it is like that and you are all like such good friends and I think it's just like you know there's quite a high percentage of British girls on the team so we all get on really well yeah that must help just having um a sort of yeah and you probably know some of those riders through gb setups yeah. and things I mean, like that we've been friends since forever like youth so it goes back and will you talk to each other about mental health i mean not directly as in like we all sit down and let's talk about mental yeah. health but do you talk about the pressures and yeah. how you're handling with things like outside of the sport coming in you know we're all living a life as well and yeah. that comes yeah. into it Definitely. I mean, um, next year there's a couple of girls on the team that aren't riding anymore. Um, and like that has been a discussion like amongst us. It is such a hard demanding sport and you have to be 100% committed to that lifestyle for almost every day of the year. You get like a few weeks of the off season where you can do what you want to do. But, you know, even at the back of your mind there, you're sort of thinking about oh how much time do I have to is it gonna cost me you know like to get back to my fitness um so yeah you you do have to be so committed and I think that it is it 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 does sort of 
weigh on you you know if you aren't getting the results all the time if you are having a hard time at races if you're not hitting the numbers on a training ride it's difficult um and it certainly happens to to all of us on my team I can't speak for for any of the other girls that I've um raced against but yeah it, it is hard when it's not going your way and you're having a bad time you just sort of got to push through if, if you can and have you had obviously drops has been a amazing experience for you and part of a family have you had times where it's the opposite and you've kind of been completely isolated and yeah. alone yeah so my first year as an under 23 um I managed to get on this Italian team and it was a UCI team. Um, so it meant that they had a really good race program and I was 18. So <laughs> I was coming from like living here where we are today. And my mum and dad dropped me off at this little apartment that was above a bike shop in the middle of Italy um, with, and it was snowing at that time of the year, it was February. And I mean, it wasn't the most luxurious of apartments. It was kind of just like a studio really with like a mezzanine floor with like some beds up there. And there was a Russian girl there and a Latvian girl there who like now <laughs> my friends, but at the time, like it was really intimidating. Um, and I was, yeah, really scared. And when my mum and dad left me, cause they literally just like, dropped me off there, unpacked the car, and then sort of like had to say bye. And I could tell that they didn't really want to leave me there. I guess, yeah, it was kind of like a really, really run down, like concrete block that didn't have much warmth in it at all. Um, and then when they left and I was sort of there with these two girls that were sort of just speaking Russian to each other. And I was just like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Um, that was that was quite hard yeah because none of the staff of the team spoke English as well so I had to use those um the Russian girl called Anna and to, to translate because she spoke English and Italian and I didn't so I like was relying on these girls to translate things for me to get to a photo shoot for the team to get to a race this that and the other so yeah I definitely felt alone then that was for sure, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about cycling. I was really naive and super young when I went there. And to, yeah, be in a different country and not really have anyone speak English to was quite challenging. And how how long, so you were there in February and obviously kicking off your season, how long did it take you to sort of settle in and feel like not only part of the team but okay this is my <laughs> career yeah, now yeah well a little bit after um a British girl came and joined me Jessie who's like one of my best friends now um and we sort of laughed and joked about around like the situations that was just peculiar really that we're getting ourselves into um and so it, it sort of didn't take me long when I was with her and then she left a couple of months in but by that time I mean at first Anna who was the the Russian girl she'd refer to me as in the third person at the table so she'd say oh what's she doing today referring to me and I'd just be like oh 
she's never gonna like me oh no <laughs> but sort of like yeah I think like four months in she sort of decided that I was okay <laughs> I could be like letting and she started to talk to me so that was quite nice um but I don't think that I ever really a hundred percent settled um I mean the final straw for me we were at a, a French stage race and we'd been told oh you need to get in the break today you need to get in the break today um and we'd not we'd missed the break none of us had got in the break which is quite hard thing to do it's a UCI a big race and as an 18 year old you're kind of new to it all like and I hadn't got in the break and we were just like riding along 30 degrees heat and one of the girls went back to the car and was like oh can we have some bottles no no water you've not got in the break no water wow and so we weren't allowed a drink which is obviously like a detriment to our health um got to the finish like the team didn't do protein shakes they were quite like lap like they didn't understand the science behind any of that so sort of like made my own protein shake up like getting death stares by the manager like like why are you drinking that like calories like you don't need that this that and the other and then we got back to the hotel and the manager again he was like no no massages for you like you're not having massages for you you need to go to the car park and wash your bike so we were all in the car park washing our own bikes bearing in mind like we're paying a mechanic to wash the bikes as a team and we're just like washing the bikes and I just said I can remember like calling my mum and dad up in tears just floods of tears like I don't want to be here like the manager's just bullying us we're not allowed to a drink you know I'm just like trying to get around these races you know I, I don't need all that aggravation and the pure hatred like it felt towards us um and my mum and dad were like yeah you know, if you really don't want to do it then just go like you can go if you want if you don't if you're really unhappy and I was so unhappy and one of the things that my mum always sort of drilled into me was like don't give up like don't give up you know you don't dnf if you until you have to you know so so, to sort of like hear that from my mum and dad that yeah you can go if you want to was sort of like okay like I really should do because I am really unhappy here and I went to the to the swan year and I said right tomorrow morning I want I need you to drop me off at this train station at like seven o'clock or whatever time it was just in the middle of France and I got a train into Paris from there and then from Paris to Turin and Turin to Asti where we were staying and I packed I got there like super super late at night I think it was like midnight and I packed all my stuff into my car um from where we were staying and I was off like super early the next morning before the bike shop opened underneath us which was like where the team managers would would be and I was like out of there before before I saw any other staff actually standing up for yourself and leaving that must be quite a hard thing to do like leaving that day did it feel pretty scary like I felt like you know what you are bullying me all the time. And he was shocked when I stood up to him and I said, I'm going. He couldn't believe it. The, the, he couldn't believe that I was actually putting my foot down and saying no, because I, imagine- I don't think any of the other girls have ever dared mm. to do that. Did the others have the same experience as you were having? Yeah. 
They, well, everyone it was in the yeah. boat, same boat together. And I mean, every other girl has left that team that year. Um, I just, at that point, at that race, it definitely wasn't worth it for me. I was so unhappy. And it wasn't like I was going to come out the next day and end up winning. You know, I, I was unhappy on that team. And actually having left, um, I went back to Belgium and I did some commesses in Belgium um and at the end of the year I got picked for the Euros and got picked to do the elite world championships in Qatar at the end of the the season and that's pretty epic like turnaround from from leaving the team and I mean I guess that showed that I wasn't ready to stop like just because I'd left that team and taken myself out of that that situation um didn't mean that I'd given up like I'd still carried on racing like off my own back doing some commesses and and GB had noticed that and seen that I wanted to to keep on going, um, and it and it paid off for me that year. And I guess that's quite a fundamental difference between mm. giving up on something and leaving something that is clearly yeah. a detriment to yeah. your health. Yeah. Um, what what were the because I imagine a lot of athletes and people taking on anything will go through similar feelings of maybe leaving home maybe going to university maybe being away from all their comforts and being in a really uncomfortable situation were there things that you suddenly thought no this isn't just me being nervous about a race or wanting to impress or the sort of normal things of I feel really crap I want to give up yeah what was the difference when did it sort of like wait this is really bad like was it though was it just that day of being denied water which I mean to be honest it was sort of it kind of happened almost straight away but you just don't really realize it like I hadn't realized it until I decided that it was all too much and it sort of all came to me all at once um I mean, even when when Jessie arrived, she got given her bike and half the spokes in the front wheel just weren't in the wheel. Like they were loose and they'd just given her this bike and she was, (laughs) we'd sat off on this ride (laughs) and everything, bearing in mind, everything had got lost in translation from Italian to to English. And we thought we were going to a photo shoot and we were so confused because we're having to ride to this photo shoot, you know, just for headshots. And so we'd all got like our face full of makeup and done our hair. And then we realized that we were riding there. We were like, oh God, let's put the helmet on and got on these bikes. And Jessie was like riding along and she's like, my bike feels so strange, so strange. It took her forever to realize that half the spokes in her wheels weren't just in. Clanking around. Just clanking around. <laughs> like what what sort of a team gives you a bike that's like half falling around? And anyway, we're riding and riding. And like, why don't we get into this photo shoot? Turns out it was just like, a guy with a camera hanging out a, a car like taking photos of us while we were riding so we'd done our full hair makeup everything jesse's bike she's getting dropped down all the downhills because she couldn't break and like her wheel was like falling apart and we we're just like what even is this what are we doing like what what are we doing right now and jesse was close to tears on that ride because you know it's just stressful at the time when you're in that situation and all the staff are so serious and you can't understand anything that's going on and you can't keep up on the downhills because your wheel your bike's falling apart and 
the director saying, no, just keep going, just keep going. It's for the furters. But you don't want to keep going on a bike that's half fallen apart and isn't safe. So even from there, like that was, you know, a few weeks in, it was sort of like, what even is this? <laughs> but you just don't realize it at the time. And do you think going through, obviously you wouldn't choose, you weren't at that age thinking, I want to go through a horrible experience. Yeah. But because you went through it, do you think then moving forward, it kind of helps yeah. you because you turned around so quickly. Yeah. But as you say, you must have learned so much, so much in such a short period of time. I learned so much. And to be honest, I do it all over again because I think it has made me the person I am today. Like I'm so grateful for a good swan year, like unbelievably grateful for someone that gives me a rub when I'm, I'm, I'm tired and anyone that makes race food is just like, wow, oh my God, like how do you do that? Because we didn't get anything like that on the team. Like I was having to take stuff from breakfast that, you know, that morning and like make some ham sandwich up to have after the race and doing my own recovery because nothing, there was nothing on that team. And yeah, I, I'm just so grateful of a really good management on a on a bike team and like really good teammates like I've had this year and it's made me grow as a person for sure I didn't think if you'd have told me this is what you'll go through this year I'd be like no I can't do that I can't I can't do the zero at 18 years old like I did a 10 day of stage race as an 18 year old and I thought no, I, w I didn't think I'd be able to do that. And I did and I was fine and I enjoyed it and I loved it. Um, I mean, my second race ever as an elite was Ghent Wevelgem, which was like, that was my first race actually. No, my first race was Ghent Wevelgem and my second race was Flanders, which are like one of the two biggest races. So to say that I, you know, if you'd told me that I was going to do all that, you know, it, it's, it was a really good year and I learned so much. Thank you for listening. If you would like to see the portraits from this week's episode, please go to findingspace.cc. For more interviews like this, please subscribe to the Finding Space podcast. But more importantly, if this story resonated with you, please share. The more we engage with the topic of mental health, the further we can go to break down the stigma.